going to get into the Word of God. We're going to get into the Word of God, and I'm going to go to the Gospel according to Luke. This choir is sung, and Pastor Beverly has sung. I don't have to sing before I preach. I'll wait till after I preach. It's got to cool down a little bit. I, you know, my mama, I got some good sense. I got some good sense. Uh, we're going to go to Luke, the 11th chapter, and I'm going to be focusing in on verses 21 through 23. Luke, the 11th chapter, verses 21 through 23. But before we read, we make a confession in our ministry how we receive the Word of God. Every time I get on the airplane, every time I fly, they give me instructions on how to fly, how to fly. And so that's what I believe we have to do about the Word of God, just give you instructions on how to be blessed through the Word of God. So I need you to stand for a moment, lift your Bible, your iPad, your smartphone, you don't have any of those. And thank God for smartphones. When I was coming up, my phone wasn't smart enough to have a phone on it. In fact, it wasn't even smart enough to come to church. It was a landline. So God has been good. I thank God for smartphones today. So lift your Bible, your iPad, your smartphone. If you don't have any of those, just place your hand over your heart. That word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And repeat after me, if you will, if I receive this word with my mind only this word will be dead for me but if i receive this word with the spirit over my mind over my emotions over my fleshly desires this word will be life for me lord i don't need religious form and fashion need life why don't you look at somebody tell them receive life you may be seated in the presence of the Lord Luke the 11 chapter beginning at verse 21 and you will note that Jesus is speaking here and whenever Jesus speaks pay attention and this is what Jesus says when a strong man armed keepeth his palace his goods are in peace but when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divided his spoils. This is what Jesus said. He's the head of the church. He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth. I know there's a lot of information out there and people are getting nervous now as it relates to survival, survival, the culture that we're living in. What about the church? Will it survive? Well, I come to speak on this 100th anniversary and what I have seen at all of these locations and how God has blessed, I am convinced there is proof the church will survive. I dare you to look at somebody. Let them know the church will survive. Do you realize actually we fail? We do not succeed in survival. When we depend just upon the natural methods of reform. Because actually when you look at God's church, we are more than just natural. 
We fail because we do not come to grips with the essential problem. You can go around the problem, go around the problem, but you got to deal with the root of the problem. Because I'm here to tell somebody all our efforts to correct the evils we see in life are simply rearrangements of difficulties. How many people know about rearrangements of difficulties? We, we, we try to succeed only in stirring them around a little bit until they take on a different form. We put the problem over here one day and over here the next day, but then we find out the problem is still there because our natural methods can never solve the central problem of evil. And the reason why they cannot solve the central problem of evil is because they cannot come to grips with the power of Satan. Satan is real, y'all. I know some people, some people think he's a figment of your imaginations, but I'm here to tell you, Satan is real. And you got some family members, you got some enemies, you know he's real, you know he's real. Yes, yes, yeah. All of us got some crazy folk in in our families. So you, you, but 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 you know that Satan is real, and, and you can try to mess with him by yourself. But you have a problem. I ain't afraid of that devil. Come on, bring it on, devil. You can try to play with him if you want. If you don't have the greater one inside of you called Jesus, Satan will wear you out. He will wear you out. So we see what the problem is. So I don't care in the natural how many good things you may think you have. No clever arrangement of bad eggs can ever make a good omelet. So I have to deal with what is good in order for me to deal with life because when the full cycle of our problems have been run through, it begins again. It's a cycle of trouble one day and everything seems to be all right the next day. Up one day, down one day, good day, bad day, sunshine one day, rain the next day. So I got to know how to deal with this cycle of life because it is all about survival. So the world has decided because everybody's changing. Everybody's changing. It's a different kind of culture that we're living in. So the world is changing. So man says, you know, when we're coming up, when we're coming up, there were people, there were people who believed that the church was the answer, that the church was the way. And they would go to church before they would go anyplace else. It was about the church and that was top priority to them. But we're seeing that the culture is, is changing. Oh, I'm not an Eastern star. I'm talking about other churches because y'all come to church. Uh, listen, the culture is, is changing and people don't reverence God like they used to. So they're looking for other ways of survival without the church, other ways of survival without Jesus because they feel that they have the plan for survival. 
So I can only focus in on three today, man's plan for survival. And I'm just going to talk about three, legislation, education, and an improved environment. Man has decided, I really don't need Jesus. I don't need the church. If I have my plan for survival, if I understand what legislation is all about, if I understand what education is all about, if I understand what a nice environment is all about, then I'm fine. So let's look at, first of all, legislation. Legislation, you know what legislation is. It's law. It's, it's, it's law. And you understand what law is all about. Law is merely the control of the outward man and has nothing to do with and cannot do anything to the inward man. In fact, it does not change the basic nature of man, but merely restricts him under Certain conditions, that's what the law does. That's what it is designed to do, to restrict you under certain conditions. It could be the law, but what I found out in life, and you have to understand in life, you can have laws, you can make laws, but there's one thing you cannot do, you cannot legislate the heart you got to allow the Lord to work on the heart laws can be there but they're only there as long as you see the law being there I must confess that I'm not one that likes to drive when I see the signs and I'm going somewhere, I must confess, I'm not one who likes the signs that say 55 miles an hour. Pray for me. I see the sign saying 55 miles an hour. I know that it's the law. And there are many times I will drive 55 miles an hour. But the reason... I'm driving 55 miles an hour is because I see a police car in my rear view mirror. I know how to act when a police car is in my rear view mirror. I'm just as cool, even though under my breath I'm saying, I wish you'd get off this, working on my nerve. Why keep, keep following me? Why don't he pass me? Why don't she pass me? And the reason why I'm driving 55, it's because it's the law and the law officer is behind me. But because it's not in my heart to drive 55, as soon as that law officer gets off the ramp, I'm saying, thank you, Jesus, and I'm back up to 70. Because you can have a law, you can have a law, but if it's not in your heart, you only do because you're trying to impress I don't need a law. I know some people need a law. They look up the law. They look up the law for tithing. I don't look up the law for tithing. 
You know, I got to find the scripture, 10%. And some people, that, that's when they really get stupid. You know, you know, they're smart people. They're smart people. And I've had it in my church so many times. You know, you know what the tithe is. You know tithe is 10%, but you got to, not, not explain that one more time. Now, what is the tithe? What is the, the, the tithe? Break it down. But you know what the tithe is. But because you just read it in the law, and you don't have it in your heart, you're going to try to find a loophole why not to do it oh but when you get it in your heart when you get it in your heart baby i don't need a law to give to the lord i find myself giving more than 10 percent because he's been good to me i'm not going to focus in on just trying to give him 10 percent because when i think about the goodness of jesus and all that he's done for me in fact in fact how much do you think a good pair of eyes costs and God gave them to you. How much do you think a good pair of legs cost? And you walked in here today. Oh, I just believe somebody ought to thank God for his goodness. Somebody ought to thank God for what he's done. So, so all I'm trying to tell you, there's got to be something more than the law. And we got to remember that in the church because we know that there is something more than legislation. Because some people will try to stop us from preaching the truth. You better thank God you got somebody who preaches the truth, one of the most intelligent preachers who can break down the word of God like no other that I know. Ah, but even with all he has up here, he still recognizes that if it was not for Jesus. Ah, we got some churches that won't even talk about the blood of Jesus no more. They talk about it's too bloody. Baby, I ain't talking about tide detergent. I'm talking about the blood of Jesus that's able to wash away our sins. I don't know anybody today. Are you glad for the blood? Ah, the blood still works. Aren't you glad that the blood still works? It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. I get happy when I think about it. The blood still works. So, so there's got to be, there's got to be something more than than legislation and then secondly there's got to be something more than education and I oh God I'm a firm believer in education I, I, I really am with our school and things that we have done through the years I believe in training people so that they can really understand the plan that they have for their life we sin we give scholarships we do all of those things helping young people to go to the next level I believe that it's important in fact one of my favorite scriptures is Isaiah 1 and 17 in Isaiah 1 and 17 it says learn to do well learn to do well you don't have to learn to do bad nobody has to teach you how to do bad it starts when you're a little baby you don't have to learn to do bad. Little baby at a certain age got sense enough to know that if I just lay here and I want somebody to pick me up, nobody's going to pick me up as long as I lay in this crib smiling. So what the baby will do, the baby will do a fake cry. <laughs> and then here comes somebody, some grown-up, 
that takes the baby and the baby starts smiling. You don't have to learn. You don't have to learn to do bad. You have to learn to do well. My parents never had to teach me how to learn to get an F in school. Now, son, you're doing it wrong now. This is how you get an F. <laughs> Work on this to get it. No, never taught me how to get an F. Now, I had to teach me how to get an A. I want you to get an A. It's in you. It's in you. Either A or B, that's what I want you to bring home. Learn to do well. Never, ever have to learn to do bad. So education, education is important where we learn, we learn. But education, if it's not the right kind of education, can be the worst so-called remedy for a deranged personality. The Bible calls it a twisted mind. You know some folk with twisted minds. Just don't want to do right. Twisted minds. In fact, the Bible says, behold, I was shaped in iniquity and in sin. Did my mother conceive me? Conceived with a twisted mind. It happens in life. So what happens, people of God, what you have to look at to educate a twisted mind is to make it more clever in wickedness. Here's a twisted mind. I'm going to educate this twisted mind. But what happens, I make it more clever in wickedness. So, so that happens. Think about it. An educated criminal who studied, worked hard, educated into how to steal. Best thief you could ever find because pays attention to details and will get upset with an amateur criminal that gets caught and it can be one of his criminal friends that gets caught and he goes to jail he don't want to get loud as he goes sees his friend in jail and say man what's wrong with you you making us criminals look Bad. How in the world did you get caught? You didn't even study where the burglar alarm was. You didn't even know where the security guard, what time the next shift came on. You just went in there and just started taking stuff. What's wrong with you, man? Even, even, even an educated criminal don't like an amateur criminal. So there's got to be something. There's got to be something more. Something more than just education because education does not basically change a person. It only makes you more clever and difficult to catch. Some of you doing some stuff, it's difficult to catch you because you don't learn some tricks. So there's got to be something more. In education, thirdly, there's got to be something more than an improved environment. Somebody say improved environment. An improved environment does not change you either. You may think it does, but it doesn't. 
once I get this, this new house, and you drive, you driving all over the place. Ooh, if I get this house, if I get this house, oh, I ain't gonna worry about nothing for the rest of my life. You're looking at your husband, and, and he looking at you. You're talking, oh, honey, if we get this place, oh, it's just gonna be joy, 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 joy. <laughs> and you got the place, but it ain't nothing but hell. It's got, got to be something more than just a nice environment. Look, look at, look at the pro athletes. Many of them give their story about where they came from. They didn't have anything. The family was poor. Many of the children had to sleep in one bedroom didn't have anything. Many of them didn't know where the next meal was coming from, but one of the children in the house had the ability to play ball and was so gifted. Got a multi, multi, multi-million dollar contract to play ball. Now, with the multi, multi-million dollar contract, he's able to buy all of the nice places he wants live where he wants, buy all the automobiles that he wants. He's got it made because finally, after all that I've been through, now I have this nice environment. But then they call him in for the routine drug test. He fails the drug test. You're no longer needed. We don't need you because we got some rules here. And they let him go. And he loses that nice environment because he thought that this is all I needed with this nice environment. But he had the nice environment. But it wasn't enough. That's the way life is. You got to have something more than a nice environment. Mr. Epstein that committed suicide had a nice environment. But he committed suicide. He couldn't take it. I'm talking about with somebody with $500 million in the bank. Some of y'all still saying, that man is crazy. I'm true. $500 million and you going to hang yourself? There's got to be something more, people of God. In a nice environment. So I want you to see this today because the devil, he's, he's going to always try to mess with your mind. And so all I'm trying to tell you because Jesus is trying to get people focused so that you will understand how the church has survived through the years. And the reason why the church has survived through the years is because you have to have something more than legislation. You have to have something more than education. You have to have something more than a nice environment. And this is what Jesus said. He said, you need something stronger. You need a stronger one. Legislation is strong. Education is strong. I support it. 
Nice environment is strong. I thank God for a nice environment. You know, some people just live in the past and they talk about God's, you know, God's been so good to so many of us now. We got to thank God for it. But sometimes you just go back to the past. Oh, I missed that house. Oh, we had to go outside, go to the restroom. And oh, it was cold out there. Uh, but that was a good old days. That was a good old days. Uh, we all had to sleep in one room, but that was a good. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You know, you thank God for your nice environment. God's been good to you. You got to thank God for what he's done for you right now. But Jesus said there's got to be something more than just your nice environment. He says you need something stronger because you got to have something stronger than that house, something stronger than that car because he says you can't guard your own house. In other words, you can't guard your own life because there'll be something out there stronger than you. Ah, you can depend upon your job, but you can lose your job tomorrow. There's got to be something stronger than you. If I lost my job tomorrow, I still got Jesus. And if I got Jesus, I may have to go through some tests, but I'm coming out of this, and I'm coming out of this victorious. Got to be, got to be, got to be something more. So Jesus said, ah, you need a stronger one because the strongest chains are not the chains around your body but the strongest chains are the chains around your mind you think the devil wants your car he ain't worried about your car you think the devil wants your nice house he's not worried about your nice house all the devil wants is your mind demons are out there Looking for the weakest mind. Looking for the most depressed mind. And the devil is saying, if I can just get in there. If I can get into a mind that's sick of the church. If I can just get into a mind where people say, all them people going to church are hypocrites. And that's why I don't go no more. If he can just get access into your mind, he'll make you lose everything that you have in your life. But I thank God. I thank God that I got a passcode that the devil can't crack I got a life lock you better not mess with me devil he don't know my passcode deals with what Jesus is all about and so every time he tries to get access into my mind I'm so glad I can hear the power of God speak through my Computer mind, access denied. You better back off, Satan. You can't have his mind. You better back off, Satan. You can't have her mind. I come to speak. That's what the church is all about. We come to give you an access code that the devil cannot destroy you. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. I stop by to tell somebody the church is still going to live on. The church is still 
surviving. If you are a part of God's church and you know that he is real, I need you to high five somebody and tell them I will survive. Oh God, I've seen, I've seen businesses fail, but the church is still alive. Oh, you can see it today. The church is still alive. I preached in Rochester, New York, not too long ago, and the driver that picked us up, he took us to an area of vacant buildings. The buildings closed up. Buildings closed up. And I didn't know what it was. That's when he told me, that's where Kodak used to be. Kodak, one of the business, busy business, biggest businesses that you could ever find anywhere. But they had to close down because they couldn't cope with the culture of the 21st century. The people weren't buying the cameras like they used to because everybody got a camera on their phone. <laughs> so we watched businesses close down. Blockbuster ain't the blockbuster it used to be. Businesses closed down. But there's one thing I'm excited about. After a hundred years in Indianapolis, Indiana, the church is stronger than ever. And I think somebody ought to say, thank God for survival. Thank God that he's got a church that no matter what happens in your life, you got the victory in your life. I feel like preaching in this place I wish you would tell somebody because they may not really know who you are they may not even know what you've been through they may not even know how hard it's been for you but I dare you to touch somebody and tell them I'm a survivor don't judge me how I look I am a survivor because if it wasn't for his grace if it wasn't for his church if it wasn't for his people I would not be who I am today thank God only the strong survive only the strong survive Oh, the devil thought he was going to take you out. But tell somebody, I'm still here. I'm still. All your enemies, they thought it was over. But you're, you're still here. Hurricane Katrina hit my city in 2005. Took our three campuses. Took my home. Took my automobiles. But the devil messed with the wrong person. Because a stronger one than Hurricane Katrina said, I'm going to give you back everything you lost and I'm going to give you double for your trouble. So now not only are we back in New Orleans but we're also in Atlanta Georgia. Double for my trouble. Not only do I have a house, my house back in New Orleans but I got one in Atlanta too. For your 
you trouble. Not only do I have my automobiles back in New Orleans, but I got me some automobiles in Atlanta too. I'm a survivor. I am a survivor because I'm a part of the church and only the strong survive. I just need somebody to give him the praise. He's been mighty good to us. Happy anniversary. 100 years. You weren't here 100 years ago, but somebody a hundred years ago said we will survive not don't wait till the battle is over I need somebody shout now shout shout